Ugh. The silicon chip in my mind's been flipped to overdrive. Something like that. Oh, that's actually a bit of an old-fashioned joke, isn't it? Did you get it, kids? It's the first line of I don't like Mondays. You know what, though? I don't have anything against Mondays. Mondays are fine. There's nothing wrong with a Monday. I make some poor choices that lead me to have kind of crappy Mondays, but that's not what we're here to talk about. And I need to just harden up a bit. So let's get into it. It is Monday. And I do like Mondays. You know one of the reasons why I do like Mondays? I don't know why I'm posing like this. If you're listening at home, I looked ridiculous. Because uh, here we are, Monday, having a beer together. Isn't this fantastic? I can have a pretty long, kind of rough day. Still feel okay when I sit down at this computer and crack open a delicious, tasty beverage with uh, you, my friends, on the internet. So what do we got tonight? Well, if you're watching, you might already know because you've seen the thumbnail, but if you're not, oh, look at this. There's a couple of things you need to know about this beer. For one, it's bloody huge. This is a 750 ml bottle, and I'm going to enjoy every bloody drop of it. And it is Limberlost. This is a beauty from Sada City, our friends up in Gravenhurst, Ontario, God's country, as I like to say. Uh, what do we need to know about this? Well, we're going to talk a lot more about it in a bit, but the main thing is this is a barrel-aged, spontaneously fermented ale with blueberries. I don't think it had blueberries last time I had it. But by gum, it's got them now, and I do love a good blueberry. You know, in the grand scale of pancakes, I actually think good blueberry pancakes, they got to be fresh. It's not as nice when they're frozen. Because then the pancakes kind of turn purple. I mean, it looks kind of cool. Sometimes it kind of gets like a uh, like a psychedelic kind of look about it, but uh, not cool. Anyway, fresh blueberries and pancakes and a good buttermilk pancake. Probably I would take that with some real maple syrup over a chocolate chip pancake. You heard it first here. Anyway, let's get into this bad boy. It's spontaneously fermented. It's very spontaneous of Sam and the crew up at, at Sawdust to... Make this beer. Now, that doesn't make any sense. This is in a champagne bottle, guys. This bottle weighs a ton. Useful if you need to fend off um, attackers. Oh, I'm not doing this on the screen. Let's do this. Let's get it up. Oh, boy. I even cleaned this glass, and it's dirty as something that's dirty. So let's give it the old tap so it doesn't look too bad anyway. Guys, this beer is reddish purple. Uh, aside from the dirtiness on the glass, which I've now knocked off twice, uh, hazy, but not a hazy boy at all. Just not, op not, not clear, not opaque. Somewhere in between. Translucent, I believe, is the word we're looking for here. And yeah, sort of, depending on, let's hold it against the, oh, hey now, that's my mic. Sorry if you're listening. Yeah, against a white light, it's actually almost a little orangey looking, if I'm honest with you. But in more natural light, yeah, sort of a reddish with a tint, tinting towards purple. It's not purple, but it's got a purpliness to it. Certainly not blue. Top secret blueberries, not blue, purple. Anyway, you heard that first here. Um, limber loss. Let's get into this. I'm a little, I'm a little discombobulated. I'm gonna fill you guys in. Why my 
silicon chip got flipped to overdrive or whatever. Oh. <laughs> mm hmm. That. Oh, hey now. Oh, I do like that. So, what does it smell like? Definitely like blueberries. And with this really nice, funky yeast aroma. And actually, some malt. Definitely two row. Malt's a little. Uh, Ready, maybe, but mostly yeasty funk and blueberry. You're speaking my language, Sawdust. You're speaking my language. Okay. Mm. Oh, I took way too big a gulp. That was, I just got made the mayor of Flavortown right there. Whew. Okay, let me try a slightly smaller sip. It's not like whiskey. It's not high proof or anything. It's just there's a lot going on. Mm, much more appropriate size sip. Quite tart. Spontaneously fermented. I was going to say, I don't know what strains of yeast are in here, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that little secret, and I'll tell you who does know. It ain't me. But definitely um, acetic, actually. It's, it's, it's sour into the acetic range. It's... It's acetic acid, but it gets quite a acetic kind of taste to it. Very tart, blueberries. Um, quite quite a bit of uh, skin, almost like blueberry skin. Um, the, the more earthy characteristics of the blueberry is what's coming through again because it's not sweet because the beer's so sour so you haven't picked up any of the fruity sweetness you're just getting that really nice earthy blueberry taste which is quite nice um and it actually almost i don't know if it's the acidity or the blueberries are a bit of both or the barrel oh i bet that's what it is it's i bet it was in a wine barrel because there's a really whiny quality to it grapey almost this honestly, and there is some multi sweetness. I'm getting definitely some two row, and maybe it's really hard to pick out like Munich, I think. There's some caramelly kind of malt to this. It's just unusual because you don't typically, you don't think about looking for the caramel in something this sour, but it's there. It's just not sweet. So it's a bit of a weird mind thing happening. There's a caramelly quality to this. So we're going to look at, we're going to go to the label. And see how many of my predictions are right. By the way, lingering tartness on the finish, but it's also dry. It's very dry. Quite dry. One more sip, I think. Mmm. should talk to you about the yeast character. A little spicy, maybe? Not pepper. Can't quite nail it down. Peppery, but with something else. Spicy. And funk. Uh, <laughs> it's barnyardy. There's There's almost definitely Brettanomyces in here. It, uh, oh, I'm waving at all sorts here. Well, two people so far. But hi to the people I've waved at. And hello to the people on YouTube. Nice to see you all. I can't see you. Don't worry. It's not that kind of a show. 
freaky. Um, definitely Brett uh, horse blanket or, or barnyardy. Not quite sweaty. Sometimes you get like horse sweat. It's not that bad. It's not meaty yet, but uh, all right, let's go to the label here. Limberlass barrel aged spontaneously fermented ale with wild blueberries. It's it's five point two percent. Seems reasonable. Doesn't drink hot at all. Um, it's funny they say uh, this year's version is tart without being overly sour. That's fair. It's not vinegary yet. Drinks very easily with wild blueberries balancing out the farmhouse flavor. Definitely farmhouse. Blueberries dominant through uh, to a nice dry finish. Agreed. Um, it does say it pours a beautiful deep blue. I don't really get blue. I'm, I'm seeing more like reddish purple. Uh, yeah, I know about that. Doesn't actually say. It does have Saw's hops in it. Some of the spice could be coming from the Saw's hops. They're spicy. So here's what we don't know. We don't know what kind of barrel it was in. But I really want to believe it was a wine barrel. And what was my other question? Oh, yeah, and I was never going to answer about that because I need to tell you about the yeast now and why I don't know what's in the yeast, but I do know who does. Mmm. That's quite nice. After the initial couple of sips, actually, it's mellowed out quite a bit. It's not drinking nearly as tart as it did on the first go, which was admittedly a very big mouthful of beer. This is my first and only beer of the day today, so... I'm making the most of it. It is a 750 ml bottle, so that's nice. Mm. Okay, so Limber Lost. Limber Lost is called Limber Lost because I don't know, a few years ago, a couple years ago, three years ago, maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, the crew from Sawdust and some of the crew from Escarpment Labs, which is the lab, uh, um, the yeast lab in Guelph went on a little camping trip in the Limber Lost Forest, which is near Gravenhurst, which is, as noted, where Sada City is. And they took a bunch of cultures from the woods, from, like, trees and leaves and, I don't know, places. And then they they cultured them in, uh, in Petri dishes and identified yeast strains from that and then made like grew up a, a yeast blend or whatever from a wild yeast from the Limberlost forest. So the people at Escarpment who know a lot about yeast definitely know what's in here. They could tell me, oh yeah, it's an unusual Brettanomyces X with a little uh, Pediococcus and uh, that or something. They'll know that stuff. I don't know that stuff. Uh, there's definitely Brettanomyces in there. Don't know which one but it's definitely there. Thankfully, not the one that makes things taste like poop. Glad of that one. Um, yeah, funky though, Barney, horse blanket, I think, is one of the popular things people talk about with Brettanomyces. Funny, I couldn't tell you the last time I've smelled a horse's blanket. That said, actually, uh, I actually probably can now that I think about it. It was a long time ago. I couldn't necessarily tell you what a horse blanket smells like, but when people describe beers like this as having a horse blanket aroma or taste, I go, yeah, that seems about right. That tastes about what I would imagine a horse blanket would taste like. I don't want to think about tasting a horse's blanket. Anyway, they use this yeast that they captured themselves in the Limber Lost Forest, and it makes these wild, funky 
beers and more power to them. Uh, I like that this one's barrel aged. I am going to take, oh, internet machine. I was going to say, I was going to text Sammy. Um, nah, we'll leave him. Uh, not sure how long it was in the barrel. Didn't say on the bottle. Uh, not sure what the barrel was, but I'm leaning towards wine. It's oaky. There's a bit of oak to the barrel. Hard to say. There could be some spirit in there, and I'm just not picking it up. But I'm, there's such a whiny characteristic to it. I really do feel like that's the answer. Uh, and yeah, bone dry. Bitingly dry. Not uncommon with uh, Brettanomyces. Brettanomyces eats everything in terms of sugar. So it tends to dry out beers. If If you're new to this the residual sugar left in the beer after the fermentation determines how dry or sweet it is. It's a little bit different than in the wine world where they have some pretty strict kind of numberings, but basically the closer to one, like 1.000 in gravity or one in Plato, uh, you get, uh, the less sugar you have. And when you hit one, you're now at the same, uh, sugar density as water. Now, it's a little misleading. That means there's still some sugar in there because alcohol is lighter than water. So if you've got, anyway, effectively, let's just go with, there's virtually no sugar left. It becomes quite dry. Uh, the flip to that would be like a Scottish ale where frequently I feel like they finish at like, uh, uh, what would that be in Play-Doh? Like, like five Play-Doh. So like around 1025 in gravity, which is quite sweet. There's a lot of sugar left in that beer. It means that you get a lot of density in the mouth from the sugar. That's another place where you can get body from is sugar, but it's not as common in beer. It's typically from proteins. Um, this guy, bone dry. Bone, bone dry. Mm. They actually often put the brewing statistics on the label... But there it is. So there you go. The original gravity was 11.5 Play-Doh, and it dropped to 1.7 Play-Doh. So remember what I said? One is water, so that's just off water. There's still some residual sugar in here, but it's quite dry. Quite nice. Mm. should also mention the carbonation is very delicate. It's not champagne-y. There's, there's champagne feeling kind of bubbles, but there's not a lot of effervescence to it. It's not still either. There's definitely carbonation, but it's lower carbonation, which I, I'm enjoying. I'm not sure I would have liked it much, much more fizzy than this. If it was less, it would drink even more like wine, like a natural wine um, that hadn't been sulfided. But uh, with a bit of fizz to it, it's like those bubbly bottles that you get that aren't fully champagne. They're actually in standard wine bottles, but they've just got like a bar or whatever. I guess bar is what we're at, like 1.1 bars of pressure or something. So you get a little fizz to it without it being like foamy. Um, this is maybe slightly more than those, but it's still definitely, it's lower on the carbonation, and I like that. Now, of course, the tricky question, with a beer like this, this is a beer calling for a fancy dinner because it does drink a lot like a wine um, and there's so much layer and nuance to it. Oh, you know what? It, oh, it's Thanksgiving dinner or like Christmas roast or something. But Thanksgiving dinner, this with your full-on Thanksgiving. Oh, sawdust. It's almost Thanksgiving. Like it's Thanksgiving in two and a half weeks, three weeks. I don't know. Uh, this is your Thanksgiving dinner right here. 
the tartness, and the blueberry are acting a little bit like cranberry sauce would uh, with, you know, your turkey. Um, turkey's fatty, right? And it's, it's got a lot of earthiness. And we try and stay away from the word gamey in the food world these days because that's kind of lazy. But it's got more character to it than a chicken, especially if you're buying good turkey. And you should be buying good turkey. Uh, if it's frozen and wrapped in plastic and has a little red thing that goes pink when it's done, it's not going to kill you but you can do better, especially if you live in Ontario. There are a lot of really good farms that you can get like locally raised turkeys off of. Check out, um, not far from the field, I think they're called, on, uh, on Coxwell or Greenwood. They're a fantastic place. They do a lot of like farm-to-table foods, and they do beautiful turkeys. You're going to pay for it. Like It's going to cost more than a butterball, and it should. That's like pointing out that your Porsche costs more than a Kia. Same idea. Way better. Go with that. Uh, this beer, Thanksgiving dinner, for sure. By the way, if you're American, watching, listening, wherever you're consuming this, hi, how you guys doing down there? <laughs> Sorry the border's closed. We're happy that way. I think it's better for all of us. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I know your Thanksgiving comes later. You can order this, and maybe they'll send it to you or get a friend up here to send it down. Your postal service sucks right now. Our postal service sucks right now, and I work for them, so I know. I got the inside on this. It sucks. If you order one now, it might arrive in time for American Thanksgiving. Uh, but if you're in Canada, by all means, especially in Ontario, Ontario-wide delivery, let's just really quickity split, look this up. Uh, sawdust City uh, Brewing. Sawdust City Brewing. Mm. What a beautiful picture of Lone Pine IPA on the front page. Online store, take me to it. I'm looking right now, guys. This is how much I care about you. Is this beer... Yeah, I'm 19. We've already been through this, guys. Uh, oh, Everyday Magic. The Viva La Stout is in. Oh, that's a good beer. Is that it? That can't be it. Why aren't we scrolling here, dudes? Where'd my scroll bar go? I can't see if Limberlost is available. Oh, there we go. Juicing is in. Electric Storm is in. Lumberbrow Light Lager. Well, I'm excited about that. Hey, there's my wife. Hey, baby. Oh, and she waved at me, too. Aren't we cute? Flap Doodle English Blondale. Hey, there it is. Limberlost. Limberlost Fermentations Farmhouse Ale is available. Right. The F now they describe it as having a lively carbonation i could buy that that makes it sound like it's a lot it's not a lot but it's lively it's there uh i'm not gonna lie to you now remember this is 750 mils it's made with a wild harvested yeast and it was barrel aged so the sticker shock might kind of catch you coming but it's uh 1411 a bottle uh i feel like that comes to something pretty round with tax i can't remember when i bought it but it's around like 15 bucks um totally worth it so divide that in half and that's like seven and change and that now is like a single serving uh, which i know sounds like a lot but remember wild harvested yeast barrel aged these things cost money it's worth it uh get this bad boy serve it with your turkey dinner at thanksgiving if you don't eat turkey that's cool if you're just doing something cool with thanksgiving we've done in the past these like uh nut loafs which are pretty cool uh they're like vegan and 
there's nuts and cranberry in it. And they're very Thanksgiving. Lots of sage, and rosemary. It, it takes all the right boxes. Trust me on this one. Uh, that works. You got your spuds with some gravy. What else do you guys all do for your Thanksgiving? What's a good Thanksgiving dish? I know uh, friends of mine in the States do this. Um, it's some sort of a casserole that's like sweet potatoes, and then it has marshmallows on top of it, which I don't understand at all. I don't know why marshmallows would be involved in dinner. I could see having marshmallows for dessert. And of course, in the 50s, jello salads often came with marshmallows in them. Maybe that's where this is coming from. Strictly speaking, marshmallow, not a savory dish uh, addition in my mind. But hey, you do you. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Whatever you like. I myself, roasted spuds, Brussels sprouts, roasted as well, or pan fried. People who steam Brussels sprouts are the kind of people who, um, I don't know, keep their socks on while they're having sex. That's what I think. That's what I think steamed Brussels sprouts are. Oh, guys, I really am glad we're doing this. This is helping a lot. This is good. Uh, whatever you like with your Thanksgiving dinner, this bad boy is going to go great with it. Unless you like something crazy. Maybe you and your family order egg McMuffins for Thanksgiving dinner because you're weird that way. If that's your jam, cool. This is probably still actually going to be okay with an egg McMuffin, but at that point, my endorsement's gone, okay? I'm thinking typical Thanksgiving dinner. However you like your Thanksgiving dinner, this is your drink. That's what you're going to have with it. Go on to sawdustcitybrewing.com. They have province-wide shipping using some company, but it's basically Canpar Courier. And uh, I think it's a flat rate. It's like a $10 or $15 flat fee anywhere in the province. Get yourself a couple of Limberlost. Definitely grab yourself some Everyday Magic. There's a bunch of other interesting things here. Aquarians Oat Pale Ale. I like a good oat pale ale. Juicin is one of the better New England IPAs that's regularly available in the province. Get yourself some of that. Little Norway Pilsner, by the way, fantastic beer in its brand new uh, branded can. Looks delightful. But uh, get some of this Limber Lost. Have it for Thanksgiving. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Now, I'm going to have a sip. We're going to talk about at least two more things. Hang with me. Oh, that's a very good beer. That's a very, very good beer. Uh, okay. Uh, first off, I was just going to get it out of the way. The whole Monday thing, how I wasn't feeling great. I realized when I was, I was driving home from uh, my son's rugby practice and we were chatting and I was just saying how I wasn't in the best headspace. I'd been having a bit of a rough go today. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And then I realized it's really obvious. Uh, and it's just one of those things, I don't know, I just hadn't processed it right. And I think I'm still kind of processing. This is going to sound a little weird. And I'm fully aware that this sounds a little weird. But you all know I'm a mailman. Or if you didn't, you do now. And uh, on my route, or my walk, as we call it. We call it a walk. You know, going for a walk. Um... I know most of the dogs and I'm fond of almost all of them and I'm at least okay with all of them. Uh, but there's two extra special good boys, uh, except now there's one. So that was the thing I found out today. One of my very favorites, one of, well, the two are my top favorites and one of them, Biggie had to be put down this past weekend. Poor little guy. He was a Jack Russell that had a little bit of Corgi. So he was a Jack Russell with these ears that stuck up like satellite dishes. And, uh, 
Well, his 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 dog brother, not even remotely genetically related monster, who's a beautiful golden retriever, uh, is my boy, and he always demands that I come over and give him treats. Biggie was a little slower to trust me, and I actually kind of had to win him over. Monster, I just had to show up. By the way, they're called Monster and Biggie. Isn't that adorable? Monster, I just showed up with treats, and he was my best friend forever. Biggie, I had to I had to earn Biggie, and I did. And I was apparently one of the few people who would come over and we'd have time together and he'd let me pat him and stuff. Anyway, Biggie had something going bad with his kidneys or liver or something, probably cancer related. Uh, and they just knew it was time. He was an older boy, so they had him put down. And I miss my buddy Biggie. I, didn't even, I knew last week I saw him and he wasn't in good shape. He wasn't taking treats from me and he looked pretty not great. So I was a bit worried, but... It was a bit of a shock hearing that today, and I really felt it. I felt really bummed out by it because my, my boy Biggie's up in the big field in the sky chasing squirrels and stuff. So this one, Biggie, I'll have a sip for you, buddy. Monster, in case you're wondering, was acting like nothing was out of the ordinary and just wanted his treats and for me to love him. So I did that extra hard. I actually hugged him. So I had dog hair all over me, but it was worth it because he's a good boy. There are other good boys and girls on my walk. Just none of them were quite monster and biggie level. So that kind of put me into a bad mood. And I was just feeling bummed. And like we had a ball at rugby practice. We ran a little mini tournament. The kids were doing good. Everything about it was good. And there was just still like coming out of it. Just this kind of it just didn't feel the same. Didn't feel right. And I think that's what it was. And the caring about that kind of sent me on a tailspin. So this has helped. And, and now I've talked a bit about it. It's out. It's good. It's good to talk about these things. So, so that's what happened for me today. And it was a long day at work. It just, I don't need to bore you with the politics of the mail delivery. It's not fun at the moment. Lots of it is, but in general, it's tough. So if you have a relationship with your mail carrier, give them a fist bump or elbow bump. That's what we've been doing a lot of elbow bumps, uh, from me. No, do it from you. But do it because I've told you to. That's better. Last thing, there's nothing going on, of course. There's never anything going on. Bose, I believe, is doing Oktoberfest in a box. That looks exciting. Um, I saw it. I haven't priced it out. But the idea, if you've never been to Bose Oktoberfest, which is still, to my mind, one of the best beer festivals available to us here in Ontario... Um, just amazing. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Mandy and I way back when actually did an episode from Bo's Oktoberfest. You look back in the feed, it's in there, I don't know, season one or two. Um, but obviously not happening this year because of COVID. So they're doing the in the box and there's other festivals that have done this, but I'm pretty sure in theirs, you're going to get the, the clay Stein. Very nice. Very attractive. I have a couple of those. I'm a fan of them. And, uh, I can't remember how many, uh, I don't know why I'm guessing when I can just look it up. Bose.ca. Speaking of Bose, while I'm looking it up, my buddy Ben Johnson, who also does a podcast about beer called Beer and Bullshit. That made me have to put an E on this episode. Uh, did a really nice interview with Steve Boshane from Bose, founder. And uh, it, it's fantastic. I would highly recommend it. I recommend Ben's podcast anyway. It's very good. But uh, the... Oh, no, they're sold out. Balls. Uh, well, I'm going to advertise it anyway because we're here now. It was $59.95 when it was available. 
And here's what you got. Six cans of Bose beer, one Oktoberfest 2020 Stein, one Alpine hat, one limited edition mural poster. Ooh, yeah, they always do a beautiful mural. Really nice work. Uh, one ticket, which obviously doesn't do you much good, but it's nostalgic. And much more. So that's nice. And it's free shipping by Canpar uh, to your door, which is nice. But it's sold out, so tough beans for you and me. I'm not getting one, and neither are you. Unless you've already got one, in which case, congratulations. Tell me how it goes. I'd like to see a picture of the Stein. Uh, anyway. So that's that. You can't do it. I tried. Sorry, Bose. I tried. You didn't even ask me to, but I tried. So that's happening, but you can't do it because it's too late and I can't do it either. Um, not a lot else happening at the moment. Oh, I'm causing all sorts of problems here. I liked it better when the screen was mostly white. Uh, I did say two things. What was the other thing? Oh, I was just going to tell you a recommend. And this is like... Um, this feels a little bit like I'm going to tell you, hey guys, have you tried this thing before? Come in closer, because we want to keep this on the DL. It's called chocolate, and it's pretty delicious. That's kind of like what I'm about to do. But just in case, just in case, you might have heard that they did the Emmys last night and that our own Schitt's Creek really cleaned up. I would just like to mention, it's well worth watching. And if you haven't, and if the Emmys wasn't enough to get you to do it, you want to hear it from me, this is probably one of the better shows of this decade at least, maybe longer. Uh, funny, quirky, beautiful relationships formed in it. Adorable watching uh, the Levy family because it's, it's um, Eugene and two of his kids in it. Uh, and, of, and of course, the son David is, I think, one of the EPs. He's one of the driving forces behind it. Really great show, uh, at least in part because of its fantastic depiction of uh, uh, non-straight relationships. In, in, in the, the storyline, the son David is, uh, he's pansexual. He's, he's cool with anything. Um, highly relatable, by the way. Uh, he has a relationship with a girl, but then ends up falling in love with a guy. I'm not going to give you too many spoilers because if you haven't seen it, it's a beautiful story. Uh, but that in of itself is nice. But what's even funnier is the premise is that they're in this really small town and they made a conscious choice in writing it that homophobia just doesn't exist in that universe. So even though they're surrounded by a bunch of rural, fairly conservative people, nobody has a problem with the fact that, uh, th that this, this, you know, adult child, uh, grown, you know, child, uh, wears high fashion dresses, froofy sweaters, and is fairly, uh, out there with his sexuality. Uh, nobody cares. <laughs> there's there's never any negative interaction around that uh he opens this like very frou-frou apothecary which you know is a purveyor of skin creams and bath additives and so on and so forth nobody cares it's just they were just like well wouldn't it be cool if instead of having to deal with the blowback that you know everybody who's not straight has to deal with in terms of homophobia they were just like no we're just it doesn't exist <laughs> everyone's cool on this show and it's such, there's something so comfortable, especially if you don't identify as, as straight, um, just to have this little 
piece of universe that you can kind of plug yourself into and be like, look, nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's just love is love, as they say. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Also, very funny, like silly at the right times, goofy. It's great. So, hey, guys, let me tell you about a thing. It's called chocolate. It's called Shit's Creek. Look it up. It's amazing. Uh, available on CBC Gem and on Netflix. And I think Amazon, not Amazon, uh, Apple TV. I think it's everywhere. They're really killing it. So check it out if you haven't. If you have, watch it again because it's that good. If you got time to watch shows a lot, like a lot of people do, tune in. Big up the Canadians because it is fantastic. Anyway, that's it. We're going to shut her down. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for letting me bounce uh, some of my day off you. Feels good. I'm feeling maybe not totally better, but I feel better than I did at the start, which is nice. So part of the reason why I do this, it's not just screaming into the void. There are people out there. You're listening, I think. Did you hear what I just said? Anyway, uh, we'll talk at you in a week. It's uh, going to be getting close to Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, my phone's the Instagram machine. Uh, I'm not sure... I might take off Thanksgiving Monday. And if I do that, I'll let you know. It's still a couple weeks away. Is it the 5th this year? No, it's the 12th. We got tons of time. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because that's also the week of my birthday. If you guys want to get me anything October the 7th, send it my way. You don't have to do it. If you want to do something for my birthday... Uh, make a donation to a really awesome charity that you really love. That would be good enough for me. Uh, anyway, that's it. I'm going to shut her down. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other if you can. Um, life's not really back to normal, but it feels like it's kind of normal these days, like the new normal people keep saying. So hopefully you're finding yourself in a good space, and uh, we'll talk at you more in a week. That's a weird out. That. It's a weird, weird out.